Blog Talk Radio. to another episode of The Last Guy in Bleachers, presented to you by your neighbors and friends at thekidswearclowns.com. I'm Ryan Hancock, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at rhancock19, and today we are talking with the last guy, with another guy who was one of the last guys in the bleachers. His name is Roger Myers. He's from rollbamaroll.com. That's the SB Nation for all things Alabama Crimson Tide. He's also an SEC baseball fanatic. He's been on my he was on my old radio show on Thursday morning. Talk he always came with a great insight on SEC baseball. So without further ado, here's my guy, Roger Myers. You can follow him on Twitter at Roger Pat Myers. And Roger, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing well, great, Ryan. How are you? Great, great, great. I know you're excited for this year. For this time of year, as, as well as me, uh, I actually, uh, before the show started, I actually looked up to see what what time was uh, LSU playing on Tuesday. LSU will face off against Mississippi State in the uh, um, in the SEC tournament. They'll be kicking. They'll be starting the first pitches at 4:30 p.m. 
Central Time, 5.30 Eastern, and uh, the, the SEC tournament, the first round uh, single elimination, kicked off tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. Texas A&M takes on Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt is the sixth seed. Vanderbilt, uh, Texas A&M is the 11th seed. Um, let's start and talk about your Alabama Crimson Tide. I was not surprised. I was shocked that they fired Greg Goff when they did. But then when I realized and when uh, Will Elliott came on my morning show and told me what happened, um, I was like, okay, now I see why he had to go. How oh, yeah. was it, it, it makes a lot of sense because you know it, it's sort of like the Sonny Galloway thing that happened at Auburn mm-hmm. in 2015 when Sonny Galloway got fired after one year, and you're like, oh, why would you fire a guy after one year when you start peeling off layers and layers and layers and layers of of uh, 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 gray? You understand why it happened. So, that being said, how has Brad Bohannon differed? How how has his first year in Tuscaloosa differed from what happened last year with Greg Goff? Well, I mean, there, there was improvement, for one thing. Went from 19 overall wins to 27 wins and five SEC wins to eight SEC wins. But just the whole, the whole persona, the whole feeling around the program, both from players and families and fans alike, was just it's 100%. I mean, people today feel 100% better about the program than they did this time one year ago, and, um, you know, before Bohannon was hired. So <clears throat> they know things are looking up. Bohannon's known for his, his recruiting powers. He, he recruited most of the upperclassmen at Kentucky that are that have been so good, and then and the freshmen at Auburn this year were all his recruits, and they've made a huge impact. So he's he's really known, you know, throughout the country as his top-notch recruiter. And as a matter of fact, John Cohen told me face to face that that Brad Bohannon was the, hands down the best recruiter in college baseball. So things are feeling better around the program. There'll be a lot of turnover next year, uh, a lot of. Had a lot of upperclassmen. There'll be some people leaving. Uh, you know, possibly had some eligibility left too. So he's bringing in a lot of new faces. He'll be bringing in a lot of new faces um, and trying to get a better, better mix of players for what he wants to do. He wants some. You know, he needs more, more arms, more hard throwers, and he needs um, some more athletic guys that can run, and and power as well. So he was kind of hamstrung. With with what he had to work with, but he got he got a lot out of out of the team, and and they were a hit here or there, a pitch here or there away from winning twelve or thirteen conference games instead of eight, which would have you know put them put them right there in the middle, somewhere in the middle with a lot of other teams. So they're they're not that far away from from making a big step and look for a big improvement next year, and then. The, 2020 class that he's been recruiting looks to be the you know a really top-notch class. So in a in a year or two, I expect them to be back you know back competing and definitely being in the SEC tournament and in, in the NCAA regional. So missed the SEC tournament two years in a row and missed 
NCAA play four years in a row now, so it's uh, definitely time for them to to get headed headed in the right direction. And uh, and everybody around here fully expects that to happen. Good. How did it go? You know, for you know, I know you know for those that that's listening to this podcast. First, how did it go? How did you get fired within one year? <laughs> well, it was it was just a lot of um, missteps and a, probably a probably a bungled hire to begin with and bad fit. And then you know, and then we changed. Then Alabama changed athletic directors. You know, uh, just a couple of months after after the hire as well, with 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 um, Coach Battle stepping down and Greg Byrne coming in, and then just a lot of the a lot of the ways he did things were not not the way you do things at at large schools. Maybe it might work at the places he had worked, like like Montevallo and Campbell University and Louisiana Tech, but. At a place like Alabama, you can't you can't try to coach the way he chooses to and treat people the way he treated people. Um, it just it just didn't just was not a good fit, and uh, you know he just just for the best that um, that he moved on, best for him and best for the program that he moved on. So he he Goss is the um, volunteer coach at, at Purdue now. So. Yeah, I saw, that, I saw that. Yeah, of course, Alabama's still paying him for four more years, so um, he can volunteer, I guess, and be and still be okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I mean, I mean, hey, if you if you got, I mean, if you got, if you get paid for four years, all year, you can volunteer as all you want. All That's you want, right. you know, you want. You, I mean, you ain't you're getting paid to work nothing. I mean, to do nothing. I mean, that's that's a that's a yep. That's America. Yep. That's America. That's a pretty good gig. If, pretty good gig if you can get it. <clears throat> but but, we, we but can get yeah, it. anyway, so that team's moved on and, and you know showed improvement this year and, and looked for a bigger step next year. So, um, so you know, it's a tough league. Tough league though. You got to really improve to to make a you know to make a mark in the SEC. I mean, it's it's, it's just a brutal, brutally tough league. So now we shift over to the SEC and we shift over to tomorrow and the tournament. And I'm looking at the projections. They haven't released this week's projections. But here's how the uh, the uh, NCAA tournament would shake out if the season ended today. That in the SEC, Florida, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Arkansas, Kentucky, Auburn, Ole Miss, uh, Vanderbilt, Georgia, LSU will all get into the NCAA tournament. So basically, yeah. it's pretty much the entire um, what's the word? Um, I, I would say the entire SEC tournament field will probably get into the NCAA tournament. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess Missouri might be shaky, but um, yeah, well, I didn't see, I didn't see Missouri. Uh, Missouri, but I saw Missouri State, but I didn't see Missouri in in the uh, yeah. in the uh, 
projection. So you know, they were twelve and they were twelve and eighteen in the league. Hell, Kentucky was only thirteen and seventeen, and they both were thirty four and twenty one overall. A and M's thirteen and seventeen in the league, and thirty six and nineteen overall. So there's. A, I mean, you know, I think you know it's it's a lot of stuff. You know, you got a lot of good teams. You know that play very mediocre in the in conference play. However. Yeah. The way that the SEC is set up, the way that they're set up, it's you know you can go 34, you can win 15 games in the in the in the, uh, in the conference and still manage to get into the NCAA tournament. However, in the in, in the case of, of of teams like Missouri, which and I, and I we don't talk about the job that Steve Beezer has done at Missouri. He's doing he's I, he's getting that program back on track. Yeah. Yep. They're they're just behind in facilities and and the weather hurts them. I think. Yeah, yeah but it does. Or, I mean, when you're in the, yeah. when you're playing in Missouri and you know in Missouri, it's just like I think the same way with Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Is up in the north. You know, it's the northern. It's probably I would say the northernmost SEC school. And they have the same issues that Missouri have. And same way with Tennessee, the UT Knox, they have those same problems. I mean, you, yeah. you know, I think the, if you look at the schools that's been historically good, that's been historically good, uh, historically good, um, you look at schools like Florida, 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 and uh, Florida and, L- and Georgia and L- South Carolina, L- yeah. LSU, yeah. uh, LSU, yeah. you know, schools like that. Um, when you look at those schools, those schools, the, the warmer school, the warmer, the warmer climate schools have always been pretty good, like Florida, yeah. Georgia, and, and South Carolina. Yeah, it's, it's, so Missouri, Missouri is handicapped. Missouri is handicapped uh, for a lot of reasons, and, and I, I don't disagree with you on that at all. So, as I yeah. said, uh, we're going to switch and we're going to get into the uh, into today tomorrow's action in the in, in the SEC tournament. The first game, of course, is Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. Uh, 9.30, kick, uh, first pitch is at 9.30. And I really want to get your thoughts on, 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 on this game. Uh, who do you see winning between Texas A&M and Vanderbilt? Well, you know, it seems to me, if my memory's correct, historically, Vandy, Vanderbilt does not typically play well in the SEC tournament. Um, they, but they're only 31-24 and 24 overall, and, but as is A&M's 36-19, but 13-17 and 17 in SEC. Uh, I, I think I'm going to lean toward A&M for that game. Um but uh, definitely could be a toss-up. Um, I think fairly evenly matched teams there. But I'll, I'm so, going to say Texas A&M is going to win. So you look over and we get over to the next game. The next game is Kentucky and Auburn. Auburn, 37-19. Bush Thompson is my pick for Coach of the Year. He, he's my pick for the Coach of the Year. Uh, Bush uh, Thompson has done a very good job. At uh, yeah. at 
at Auburn. Um, for me, with Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, I'm going with Texas a and I'm with you on Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. But in Kentucky, yeah. Auburn, Auburn is 37-19, and 19, Kentucky 34-21. and 21. I have to go with Auburn. Auburn really brought it this weekend against LSU. I'm picking them to win this game against the Wildcats. Uh, and that game kicks off um, at 1 p.m. Central Time at 2 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. I'm going to go with go with Kentucky. <clears throat> Probably mostly off of bias, but uh, <laughs> uh, anti-Auburn bias. Auburn's not pitching. Uh, Auburn is not pitching Casey Myers. They're pitching a guy with a uh, like a 5.97 ERA, and Kentucky can really do that. So, yeah. So I'm going with I'm going with the UK on that one. The next game on uh, Tuesday is Mississippi State and LSU. I'm going I'm going to go the bias route LSU uh, over Mississippi State. LSU is 33 and 23. Mississippi State 31 and 24. Who's your pick yeah. in this game? Well. Uh, I don't know who the pitchers are going to be, but um, I will truthfully. I, I went to the Alabama LSU series in Baton Rouge, and I and I saw the state series with Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And I'm not impressed with either team, to tell you the truth. They're not. They're not that good. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Tigers just because they always play so well in the tournament, and it's they're probably time for them to turn it on. But they they've got some deficiencies this year that they don't typically have. I don't see that. I don't see that Nola or Galsman or Coleman type mm-hmm. first I starter. And I, I and then in the lower that. end, I know they I know they had some injuries in the lower part of the batting order. They, you know, they they struggle with some guys. You know, hitting in the two twenties and so I think I know that Josh is it Josh Smith that got hurt the shortstop got hurt and they've got a couple yeah. of guys playing that normally wouldn't wouldn't be playing but but this is typically their time of the year so I'll go with the I'll go with the um, Bengal Tigers. I mean, it's sort of like with the Cardinals in in October, like you know, me being the St. Louis Cardinals, it's sort of like with the Cardinals, right. it's the um, the same attitude. The same, the same uh, attitude, the same, uh, the same feeling, which is Cardinal Devil magic. Right. The same way, the same thing could be said about LSU, uh, and, and and I think people have flipped out so much. And like it, you know, you talk to LSU fans, they're like fire marinari, fire marinari, and I'm like, you know, this team got this team has played in two of the last three College World Series. We yeah. just have run up last year. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we had, they, if, yeah, if we had, was... if if that injury doesn't happen, we win the national title. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh... it's like it's very hard to predict baseball. It's very hard to predict. Oh, yeah. uh, it's very hard to predict, and you know, and I think, and also, and more importantly. It's kind of like silly to see, oh, to fire someone who won a national title, but then again, LSU fired less mouth, so that's not even, you know, that's 
that's pretty much that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, now we move over to Missouri and South Carolina. Missouri is the 12th seed. South Carolina is the 5th seed. Who wins that game? Who wins that game? In your opinion? Oh, I I go South Carolina because I w- I'm not terribly impressed with Missouri. As a matter of fact, Bama took two out of three from Missouri. So <laughs> in at, in Columbia and uh, South Carolina really turned it on. You know, once the mid mid year started and. Um, I think they swing, they're swinging the bat really well. Missouri's got a couple of mm-hmm. pitchers. Uh, really good. Uh, LaPlante, uh, was it LaPlante and Klausman? Both of those guys are really good. But uh, South Carolina's hot. And, and I, I kind of tend to lean toward them. Uh, so, now that, so now we, we, we get to the bigger point, and we get to the bigger question, and the question is, or who's your pick for SEC Coach of the Year? I, I gave my coach my Coach of the Year uh, honors to Brooks Thompson, but I'm pretty sure yeah. you got someone different. Who's your Coach of the Year in the SEC? Um, I think uh, I think I go with Georgia's coach. I mean, they they really turned it around in 18 and 12 and 37 and 17. Probably going to be a national seed. After you know, really several several down years, uh, I think he's done a great job. I mean, they they should always be good in my opinion, just because of the talent and the scholarship situation with the with the Hope Scholarship in Georgia. But they haven't been for whatever reason, and this year they were good. I'm and I and I like Butch Johnson a lot too. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree, you know disagree if if he won it, but um, you know and. Heck, Ole Miss. Um, Bianca's got 42. He's 42 and 14 with 18 and 12. Won the West, so he's got to be a candidate as well. And, and uh, the thing about Florida, and, and you look, and you look at, uh, you look at, uh, at, at Scott Strickland. Scott Strickland. Uh, Scott Strickland. Uh, 350 wins at, at Kent State. Scott Strickland was a very good coach. I mean, and, and granted, not, not to take anything away from from Dave Carno, uh, from uh, Dave Carno, yeah. and what he did at at, at at Georgia. However, you know, I mean, he went to three college world series. He went to he won right. a couple of SEC championships. Um, the thing is. The thing is, is this, that Georgia, after they went to the College World Series in 08, they just, the program just went on a just rapid downturn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's been in the tight ever since. I mean, they had that. They went to one regional. They went to two regionals, and they couldn't get out. They couldn't get to the Super Regionals, and then in 2013, it just bottomed out. Uh, right. it, it, it just bottomed out, and they, um, and of course, they they let him go. So Scott Strickland, I thought for sure he was not going to get it. I thought this, you know, if he, I was like, well, if this, if he doesn't get it together this year, then this could be his last year. At right, right. I agree. I, I I was surprised he made it. Actually, I thought he might get fired last year. 
and that's that's partly why why I have him as coach of the year. So um, for this season, just for the turnaround. So, but and my my player of the year is Jonathan India from Florida. I don't think there's I haven't anybody seen much else. Of Florida. <laughs> I haven't seen much of Florida, but I couldn't agree more. I, I think Kevin O'Sullivan, you know, last year he got that monkey off his back. He won a, a national title, even though I still kind of don't like the Gators. I mean, it's mainly for football purposes. But Kevin O'Sullivan getting that monkey off his back yeah. to win the national yep, title, because that was a really good team last year. Yes. That was yeah. a very and they good didn't hit. <laughs> that was all pitching. They didn't hit, and this year they're hitting. Well, it was like, sort of like yeah. what UCLA did in 2013. UCLA had right. really they hit good like two. They hit they, like 200 and still won it. Yeah. But, that was like yeah, NBA, made one of like good miss, great mysteries. Right. I know. But India's hitting. He's tied for second in hitting the league, 365. Leads an old base percentage at five of Five, over 500. He has 16 home runs, 40 RBI, 11 stone bases. He's third in runs with 55. He's first in slugging percentage. He's third in total bases. He's first in walks. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer that he should be player of the year. And then um, pitcher of the year, two weeks ago I would have said Casey Mize, but I'm going to say Singer, uh, Brady Singer from Florida now, because Mize got hit around a little bit the last two two starts. I still think they'll probably be the first pick in the draft, but but uh, Singer really, really is good. Led in the ERA, led in the wins. Um, you know, just just really a top-notch guy. But you know, there's Mize would what Mize would be a good choice as well. But I, I think it'll be Singer as far as pitcher of the year. So now we get over. For pitcher of the year, I, I would have to say Miles. As I said, I really didn't haven't I really didn't watch a lot of uh, of of Florida, face yeah. of, of Florida this year. But I would have to say him. He is definitely on that list of uh, on that list. Oh yeah. But also, yeah. you know, going back to the thing about coaching, coaches of the year. I, I think we don't really give uh, we we got to give some credit, some respect to uh, Mike Bianco. And what yeah. he's done, uh, what he's done at, uh, what he's done this year, um, and uh, as you got in, uh, while we were talking, the uh, SEC baseball uh, awards were announced. Kevin O'Sullivan got the Coach of the Year, and uh, your guy Jonathan India from Florida, he was named yeah. SEC Player of the Year. Brady Singer, Brady Singer, is SEC Pitcher of the Year, and India, I mean. 365 hits, 15 home runs, a 24-game hidden streak this year, uh, and and Singer is really good. He has 10 wins, 2.25 ERA, um, ERA and stuff. And now Kevin Kevin O'Sullivan, his 11th year was voted, 11th year as a Florida head coach, he was voted SEC Coach of the Year, led him to the regular season title with 41 wins in the regular season. Now. Here's the thing about right now, because now in the SEC you have Kevin O'Sullivan and Paul Marinari. They both have um, SEC. They both have national titles. The thing is mm-hmm. now, 
out of the SEC, who has who would you love to see win the national title? I would have my money is on Dave Van Horn because Dave Van Horn has had some really good teams. He has some good teams at Nebraska. He's a, he's had a lot of great teams at Arkansas. I think him getting there and him winning it would be great. I don't know. That, I mean, you could probably say the same thing about Rob Childers at Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, I'd say Florida, then Arkansas, then Ole Miss as my, my favorites to, to make it and possibly, um, possibly win it all. But as far as, like, which coach would you love to see it win it all? You know, oh, take, well, you know. Yeah, Van Horn. Yeah, I would like Van Horn. Uh, I like him. And um, I, I would I would not I would not mind him winning. And and then Childers, too. Yeah, he seems like a good dude, too. So, But, yeah, Van Horn would be the one I would like to see. Probably of... Um, of the ones that haven't haven't gotten one yet, I know for a fact uh, Mike Martin uh, ended up winning the. Uh, he ended up winning, uh, uh, I think his one thousand game. I forgot what it was, but for him to not to win all those games and not win the national title, it's it's pretty heartbreaking because you look at all the. Yeah. I mean, look at all the teams and all the players he's coached. I mean, you've had Andy Drew, you've had Mike McDougal, you've had Buster Posey, all these guys, these great players, and you never could win in Omaha. I mean, the same thing could be said about Jack Leggett, Danny Hall, Mike Fox, uh, Ron Polk. Ron Polk is the father of SEC baseball, and he never could win um, the uh, the national title and, and and you look at what happened in 1985. Uh, Mississippi State had that really good team, and if they don't, if uh, if they beat Texas, I think they uh, I think they had to play Texas. If they play Texas, guess what happens? If they beat them, they win the national title. It's, yeah. it's crazy how baseball is in college. You know, you think you, you know, well, baseball in general, because you think you got the best team, and then all of a sudden that one slip up prevents you from winning the from winning the whole thing. Yep, yep. This um, best team doesn't always win, for sure. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, uh. Your pick for the SEC tournament champion. I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Florida. I don't like the Gators, but I'm, I'm, I'm my, uh, my, I'm putting the house money on Florida. <laughs> yeah, they, they're the best team. It's, it, it's <clears throat> the thing is be um, what, what their motivation is. If, because um, they know they're gonna be a top seed, they probably could possibly be number one overall seed regardless. So you don't know what they're gonna do with. With their top pitchers, whether they're going to use them, not use them, you know how that's going to go. But I mean, talent-wise, they should win. But I'm going to go with a dark horse, and um, not really a dark horse. I'm going to take. I'm going to say Arkansas to win. 
I mean, Arkansas, yeah. I, one thing I do notice, Arkansas got to do a lot better. They got to be a lot better with runners in scoring position. I mean, they yeah. scored numerous yeah. time. I mean, numerous, numerous opportunities against us and Baton Rouge. You got they got to they got to hit they got to do better in those situations because the, it's sort of like free throws in basketball. I mean, when you miss two or three free throws in a game, if you miss the front end or the back end of a one and one. Um, yeah. That comes back to haunt you. Right. That comes back to haunt you uh, in the end. So they got to do a lot better on um, on winning. On, I mean, on winning those battles at the plate when runners are in scoring position. And one last thing, we got to give. I got. We got to give a shout out to Texas baseball. The Longhorns won the Big Twelve championship. Uh, this uh, for the first time since 2011. Uh, David uh, Pierce, who was the coach over at Tulane, Tulane he's really yeah. got that. He really got, he's really got that program back on track at Texas. Um, your thoughts on the Longhorns and what they've done so far this year? Well, I mean they're they're just getting back to where they. You know where they belong as far as being one of the top top programs. I mean they were they were for so long, and then they just toward the end of Augie's reign, I think they just kind of had a had a bad bad slide there. And um, Pierce is good. I know Alabama talked to him when um, they hired Goff, and you know at that time it sure would have been nice to have been able to snag him. But um, I know he commanded a, a, a really Really nice salary from out of Texas, and uh, he's going to do a great job there. And I think they'll be, you know, as long as I think he's got them back, and they'll be continue to be be a national national power for the next for the foreseeable future. Definitely, definitely. But Bob, we're we're running out of time here on the uh, podcast, guys. Thank you, uh, thank you once again, Roger, for dropping by the show. Ryan yeah. Hancock here, uh, thanking you for your time this time. Uh, we'll see you down the road, as always, on the last guys in the Bleacher Powered by the Kids Wear Crown.com. So we'll see you next week with more from the Bleacher.